Hey, it's Matt. And Autumn. And you're listening to... Getting, Getting Stiffed. I almost forgot what we do. I, I also was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Did we write this down anywhere? Oh, <laughs> uh, well... Thanks for letting us have a hiatus last week, everyone. We'll catch you up to speed and all that. But also, for the record, we haven't... We, like, stacked up on episodes. We haven't recorded in three yeah. weeks or something. Yeah, it's been it's a minute. been a minute. So, I mean... Our We've been busy in our Very defense. busy. Also, because we totally missed it, happy Pride Month, everyone. Oh, yeah, we did miss it. Yikes. Uh, we didn't... Yeah, we had our first episode coming on, like, June 2nd, and I was just like, oh, we did not plan this correctly. We're doing a great job. I don't know what you're talking Good. about. Good. Guys, when you record super early and don't know what date anything's coming out on, you, who knows? So. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. But Matt and I have really been up to a, a lot of the same things. I feel like I haven't seen you, but also I have seen only you for like weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. I guess to start, we went to Taylor Tomlinson when she came to Grand Rapids. Yes. Um, incredible show. That was awesome. Oh, God. I mean, she's 30 now. And yeah, like, yep. It hits home because I think she's asking she's asking all the normal, everyday questions that everyone else has. Right, right but she's just fucking funny. So but, yeah. yeah. Also, when she reps on her married friends. Yes. As a single oh person, my God. I love that. Yes. Like, I'm like, okay, because sometimes I, like, I agree with you. Like, right. Ooh. Right. No, there were a couple jokes where my partner and I looked at each other and we were like, we know exactly who in our lives you're talking about, so... Yeah, that one. I don't think I've ever been to a comedy show where I like, like every single joke hit, yeah. at least for me. So, yeah. Yeah. We also, we were, I know, because I kept like wanting to look over to you guys because we got separated mm-hmm. by two sets of tickets, which is fine. We did have a guy behind us screaming. Yeah. Um, he like, she did he, call him the fuck out though. Yeah. Multiple times. You almost got him kicked out. But like, even as he sat, he was just really loud and you could tell he was drunk and... But I just love, like, for the record, when she comes and she goes, I don't know who the fuck you are, and I don't care, but everyone around you is here to watch me, yeah. so and shut up. And they hate you. She's literally like, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but I'm living and having the best night of my right. life, so shut up. It was, yeah. it was great. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the night before that, I was at work, and I think because we've been talking about tipping and, like, serving stuff so often, I... I typically do not get stiffed on big tables, and I did that week. So I got a 10% and a 15% tip on a 14 top that split it down the middle. So, And I think the worst part of that was they, like, they, like, thought that was, like, a good amount. You know what I mean? Like, you can just tell, like, people, like, think they're doing you a favor, and it's, like, literally, no. You wasted so much of my time, and you were so needy, and I made no money off of you. So... It's it's been all over the place with my tips. Like a couple nights ago, we got really busy. I had very consistent tips. Mm-hmm. Where like the night before that, I had like two hundred dollar bill, and someone took to me like twenty on right. it. Right. But then a couple weeks ago, I had someone who had a really large bill and basically tipped me a hundred percent. Right. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, because that is gonna pay my bill. Right. <laughs> Uh, also, I don't know if it's a how it is at your restaurant. Is it as ours? So the weekends have died off now that we're officially in summer. Yeah. But the weekdays are, like, Monday through Thursday night is just insane. Yeah. Everyone's coming out to eat. They're in town. But weekends hit. Everyone's off at the lake house, at the beach, or whatnot. So that's, like, that's instantly kicked in for us, where sometimes it takes a while to get there. Yeah. But that's a Michigan server summer. I don't know, because I got my ass kicked Memorial Day weekend. 
And I feel like ever since then, I've been, like, coasting. But I've also been working a lot of events, so that's a little bit different. We were... Memorial Day was on the slower side, and it was because everyone was out of town. But then it feels like ever since Memorial Day Monday, it's gone straight into... Yeah, traditionally in Grand Rapids, restaurants are busier on the weekdays and slower on the weekends. Traditionally. It all... You always get those weird weekends, too. Uh, You didn't work the whole Memorial Day weekend, did you? No, I did not. I hyped it up. We went to uh, the Dunes Resort. Oh, yeah. The Dunes Sunday to Monday. We were going to make it a day trip, which, good idea, we didn't. We got super drunk. We danced on the dance floor till 2 a.m. I broke the cap to a bottle of poppers on the Mm. dance floor. But we Mm. had, like, a nice high going. We are like, drunk, just weird. Just kept hitting the poppers. We were just dancing. Padum, padum played. Just it's officially the song of the summer, according to okay. every gay person. Okay, interesting. It's taken on this new way. We had a great time, but when we got back to the hotel room, I went to wash my feet up because I've been wearing sandals. And the dunes is like, there's a, like, it's kind of like a campground. Like, they don't have spots for yeah, camping, okay, but yeah. it's hotels. But like, I've driven that, past it. I've never been there, though. They're like, you have to, like, your car, like, the parking lot's paved, but it's right next to dirt. Okay. Like, there's the woods area where mm-hmm. you can go and do things. Um, but I was washing my feet and I fell out of the bathtub, whacked my calf, fell into the toilet. I started laughing. But what our is friends with you and falling in hotel rooms lately? I don't know, but so just so everyone knows, that started that started the falling in hotel rooms. And every other week, I, or every week, I've been in a hotel room, so I'm two for two of falling yeah. in hotel bathrooms. Yeah. I'll tell you the second story later <laughs> when we get there. But I'm also coming up to spending in that, the hotel in a this Friday night in a hotel room. So we'll see if I'm three for three. Right, yeah. Just walk around on your knees, like, in the room, you yeah, know? Yeah, so, the, yeah, I just, I mean, the, that fall out of the bad stuff was, I was drunk. Like, I could That's fair. Stand. I think you were drunk for both. I was more drunk for this one. That's, that's like, fair. very drunk yeah. for this one. Yeah. This one was rough. I had a hangover on Memorial Day. I did not this last weekend. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um. Yeah, so... Continuing our month of Taylor, pretty much, um, we then went to Taylor Swift. Was it last weekend? Now time has not been real since we yeah. have returned. It. We were at Taylor Swift. Yeah, last weekend. Okay, literally while we're recording, like four days ago, yeah. five days yeah. ago. Yeah, that was that was something else. I think it took me a solid three days to like emotionally recover from that. I have not emotionally or physically recovered. <laughs> I also watched this show pretty much dead sober, like, was just, like, fully engaged in what was going on the whole time. I don't know, there's really, I don't know anyone else who, like, does shows like her, especially, I mean, it's entirely a stadium tour, like, just, like, the energy of everyone around you, like, it's so hard not to just get caught up in that, like, I don't know. It, I yeah. felt like I was drunk, yeah. to be honest. Like, it was great. Yeah, like, even if you aren't the biggest fan of her, like, she puts on one hell of a show. Yeah. Like, every detail's planned. She changes costumes so fast. Mm-hmm. She just, like, keeps the show going. Um, I was drinking quite a bit during it. I also did my dream of I was on shrooms for it. <laughs> I went to a magical place. I did. There was a hot second during... She did folklore near the end, uh-huh. right? Okay, so during the folklore thing, I kind of got into my head because sometimes when I'm in streams, I get like this mental clarity and I see like the perfect picture of what my perfect world would be like. Yeah, and you then, definitely were having a bit of that when I was, uh, yeah, when well, I was just like yep. so processing after the concert because then I had to shut that down to be ready for Red in 1989. Right, right. So, <laughs> You're like, like, get rid of this <laughs> now. 
you know what? I'm not perfect and some things in my life need to be taken care of. But, like, on shrooms, like, while she was doing some of the songs was just, like, the best. Hang on. Our washer dryer is going crazy. I was going to say, I think, like, the... While that whole concept is memorable, something about everyone singing love story and just the build up to the Marry Me Julia. Like it felt like oh, yeah. an EDM show where like the beat <laughs> drops. But it's like just like, a bunch of people <laughs> screaming at the top of their lungs. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue that was one of the fewer songs where like it just felt yeah. like she's like, I don't even need to play music right now. Everyone's just going to sing along. Right. I, genuinely, I think during that song, I was like, can I hear her? I have no idea. Like, because yeah. I get and. I think too, like the um, the wristband thing is always cool because it just like it feels like you're all like way more a part of it than like I think you typically are at a concert. Like it's one thing to pull your phone out, but like the wristbands that like literally had like shapes in the crowd and were like changing color based on the era. So I think that just is like another way to like keep everyone super engaged the whole time. Except for the person next to me who had to keep peeing. Oh, I'm saying that was me, but we were on the oh end. My God, was it me? We were close to the end, luckily. But the women, the wo- woman and her daughter next to us, kept getting up to pee, and I was like, "You are choosing terrible songs for this." But it's fine. Thankfully, um, yeah, we were on the end. We were up in the nosebleeds, the three hundreds. We were on the end, so we could pee a lot. And also, not a lot of people were peeing, but like I'm taller than everyone. Like I could just stand in the stairway and just like it right. was fine. Yeah, so. I was gonna get a UTI. I didn't move. I. I also didn't get the urge to. I think I was just like so focused that I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah, one of our friends was recapping was like, yeah, I she had like two drinks and she's like, I stopped drinking so I didn't miss a single moment yep. of it. And I like, I mean, I'm playing my breaks out so I went during Evermore and Folklore which like just aren't my jam. I'm really here for the pop style. It's fair. And it was just... There are some good so performances good. in there though, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Tolerate it. Did you watch Tolerate it? Were you there for that one? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. No, I didn't miss all of it. Because I, I also would, like, we were right by the bathroom. Oh, that's and good. so, oh, weird story. Before the concert started or near the beginning, I was in the bathroom. And the women's lines are so long. And normally, oh, I've heard of the stadiums, they converted some of the men's to women's. But where we are, ours was, like, still a men's one. Right. And so many girls were running into pee. And I do just remember this girl being like, Taylor Swift is here for me, and I'm the most important person, and I'm going to do whatever I want to today, and we can pee wherever we need to. And shortly after that, like, we had five security guards, like, in the men's bathroom. Like, one of them was, like, two, like, were actual, like, police officers, three were, like, stadium security. Like, it was a huge thing, and that bathroom was watched the rest of the night. Yeah, I am not surprised. I don't care. Like, I don't care if we share the bathroom. It's not a big thing, but, like... Some someone decided it was an issue, and I don't know if it was right. because of a security reason that they needed to. I'm sure, yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, part of me is like, I'm not mad about it, because like, if a dude did that in a girl's bathroom, everybody would freak out. So like, it irritates me that like girls think that they're an exception to that. Yeah. I think it was, and like, the weird thing is so many girls were respectful about it. Like, do you mind if we go? And we're all like, we don't care. But it was like, that, I feel like that one girl triggered it by walking in and being like, right. I'm doing whatever right. I want to tonight. And like, right. why are men even here? And da, da, da. Which reminds me, in front of us were a couple, like a straight couple. And I forgot how long they'd been dating, but they were in the school outfit, like uniform outfit. So they had like the dress oh, shirt with the tie. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, okay. Um, he knew 
everywhere. Good. He was, like, hyping her, his girlfriend, uh, like, he was there for it, too. Like, he was fully committed. Uh, what, so I had sent my, like, boyfriend's group chat videos the whole time. Um, so they got to also experience it with uh, Zach and I. And um, my partner the next day was like, yeah, so as the concert was getting closer, I had serious FOMO. And now I just regret not going. And I was like, you bitch. He got a t-shirt out of it, though. So yeah. he can pretend he went. Yeah. But he said the same thing just because he, like, it's a really good show. Yeah. And, like, he was at another concert in Detroit. It was also good. But he was like, this feels like more of a, like, I'm not going to get to do this very many times type thing, which is fair. And at this yeah. point, he probably does know most of the words to these songs. Yeah. I mean, to be in any of the stadiums she's in where there's 60 plus thousand people all singing the words <laughs> along, like, it, it is an experience that, like, right. I feel like there's only a few people in the world who are getting that. Like, right. You're getting that with Beyonce right now. Yeah. I haven't seen her. I've heard people who have seen both. I was mm-hmm. that because they're like... They're both great shows, and you can't really compare the two because yeah, they're, they're totally in, different yes, styles. Yes. What they're going for, yeah. But like, I feel like you get that, and like you get that with like Lady Gaga, like mm-hmm. Katy Perry used to do the big show. Yeah. It's like, no offense, men, step up your game and start giving us. <laughs> yeah, like, but like realistically, what male singers do you want to see doing stadium tours like this? With the exception of Harry Styles. It's going to be like Jonas Brothers. Like if the Jonas uh, Brothers probably. really stepped it up and like did a whole dancing thing, I'd probably go see that. See, I I, and don't get me again, wrong, but... I have enjoyed them every time I've seen them. I'm going to see them again recently. They are a lot less good at the like performance aspect. So they are like playing their instruments the whole time and like they are moving around a little bit, but like not to the same extent. That's what I'm saying. They need to step up their game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would love to see, uh, I forgot the lead singer's name, but the lead singer of Years and Years. Like, their music's really good, and he oh, yeah. is gay, so part of me goes, I don't know what you can put on. We, we need a gay male artist to really come out. Right. That is it, Adam Lambert. I was just going to say that. <laughs> I was like, I that's, that, that's a little bit of a different, like, realm, because you're, like, stepping into, like, essentially a brand that already exists. Yeah. But he was doing stuff before that, too, yeah. so. He's, like, the only one. We need more people to step out in. Well, all right, think, and then I that, yeah. Does that cover Taylor's? Do you want to say anything more? I don't think so. I think that's. I mean, I could talk about that most, for hours. And most hours, one of the most magical nights of my life. Same. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> so well, okay, yours was a little different, <laughs> but yeah. I didn't even cry. It was, it was, and I love it because like it really was like because it's top of mind. Like it was like a it was like a church experience. It really but was. so much better. Right. There was no guilt or shame attached <laughs> to any part of it. Except for how much money I spent on the <laughs> tickets. But you know what? I have no regrets, so it's fine. No regrets. Like, I kind of, especially, oh, I guess we should recap that we got haunted. We Everyone did was, haunted. like, Ooh. really mad that we got haunted. That was a good I, okay, one. 1989 is my favorite album, so I, I wish we would have been there for the second night when she did All You Had to Do Was Stay. I also, I was listening to it in the way there. I would have loved to hear that one, but. Yeah, The Haunted was really good. I also, I almost do was good too. I just lean more towards like guitar than piano. And so mm-hmm. I think I just like gravitate yeah. towards Haunted but as being the better out of the two. The but. girl in front of us literally was like any song, but I almost do. It was <laughs> she so funny. It. I know. And then we got that one. I mean, it was still a great performance. Oh, yeah. It's one of those that you're like, oh, I guess the other thing we should maybe say, because I know everyone wants to know, she does the 10 minute version of All Too Well. Was anyone still curious about that? But well, like in the fact that like oh. everyone is there to watch, like because I we've heard from so many people, like 
everyone's like, that's the time to go buy merch because literally everyone wants to see that song play and the whole audience is captivated for like 10 straight minutes. That's it's fair. just like... There was no way I was moving during that song. See? That's, yeah. <laughs> the diehards were like, we yep, are here I'm, for I'm this. here. So like, yeah, I guess it's one of those like, you know... I'm not worth every to word live. to this song to walk away when it's performed live. Ugh. So, I don't know, yeah, just like all too well, Time Minute version lived up to the hype. If anyone I doubted that. I've seen shit it, so. about there being a Dear John 10 minute version, which I also really, I could get behind that because John Mayer sucks as a pe- person. Yeah. He has a pretty voice. That's but. her only number five song she hasn't performed yet. I know. So, well, also, a lot of people thinking she's saving that for July 7th when Probably. Steve now yeah. gets re released, that yeah. she'll do it that day. I could see that. I bet she'll do that. And, um,. I could see Last Kiss if she hasn't done that one already. But then when that comes out, we've got like new Vault songs too that might get added to the rotation. So I'm about to be insufferable all over again. It'll be worth it. But yeah, I think really now we're moving into like the second half of our summer, which is just straight up wedding season. So multiple weddings. (sighs) It's been nice. I haven't been a part of wedding season for a couple of years now. Um, like the last wedding that I had in the summer was a really good friend's. I was in his, but it was Labor Day. And, but like, you know, especially right after you get after graduating from a Christian college, like the next two, three years, it's five, six weddings. Right, right. Everyone is like, like, we must get married immediately for no reason at all. And then we love each other. So it's like two or three, but the the one wedding I'm going to this weekend, I'm just the plus one. So, um, oh wait, we have to read back because if I'm going to a hotel, I have to tell the story of, I slept in the bathroom. Oh my God, yeah. Taylor Swift. Um, obviously, we got back. I wasn't that out of it. Well, we also had like a full hour after the show to sober up waiting for yeah. Uber. Uh, but anyway, so I'm coming and take a shower. I didn't really want to shower, but my friend I was with was like, you will feel better. I really did. But the bathroom was so small and there was no fan. So it was super tiny. The tile was super slick, even with like that tile down. Because like I didn't really like to sit in the bathroom. I slipped when I opened the door and stepped off the tile. Oh, and no. the tile just went straight yeah. to the sink. Yeah. And it was just so slippery. I was trying to get out so fast because I was so hot. I was like hyperventilating. Right. And I just slipped on the floor, slid into the sink, <laughs> towel went flying. I'm literally looking at my friend Karen. I'm like, sorry, my dick's out right now. Because I didn't fully put on clothes yet because I was trying to like not sweat into right, my clothes. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, and then I also banged up. I, both times I keep hitting my left leg or left foot. So I just got to go for the thigh part. Third now. time you're going to break it, so... But that leads me to saying this, right? I'm just a plus one at this point. I don't even know who's getting married. I'll know a couple people in the audience. But we're going to Detroit, and I'm in another hotel, and we'll see if things come in threes or not. There you go. Yeah, I would say you've got, what, back-to-back weddings? Back-to-back weddings. So this weekend is a couple of my um, old college roommates are getting married, so we're just going to their wedding. And then next weekend, my one of my college best friends is marrying um, his fiance of oh god, I don't know how long they've been engaged now, a couple years I think. Um, and I'm in their wedding, so that one will be interesting because like all of our friends from out of town are coming into town for the wedding. Um, our other college roommates will be there. One lives in I think San Diego, and then one lives in Boise right now. So we haven't seen them in a while, but it's about to be probably a mess. We love a good mess. No, I know. It gives us drama for our lives. It's fine. But it should be fun. We'll get through it. 
And I was thinking after, well, no, I take that back. I'll keep some things a series, even after this week. And I still have, I love full Pride Month without actually going to a Pride this yeah. year. But it's because I'm doing so many other fun things. Right, I like, I'm right. I'm just like, as I get older, I'm like, I'm just here to have my fun. Like, right. what makes me happy? Right, I don't give a shit about everybody else. Yeah. And so, you know, it's Pride Month, as long as we're banging, which we have been. There you go. Actually, I don't know if I ever updated everyone on this. Uh, my partner and I finally got a house, so we don't have to look for these anymore. Oh, yeah. And we're closing on f- this upcoming Friday. So I guess the day that this airs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hopefully they have 60 days possession after that, but we're really hoping that we can get in before the 60 days um, because it would be nice to be able to like do some shit in there before we move all our stuff in. But Which, thank God, I was so sick of looking at houses. And now I'm looking for a new house to rent. Mm-hmm. It's not that we don't like the house we're in. I just want to be in a different part of town. Right. Like, after being over here, I did it. And I mean, we I'm even we like, looked at a couple houses over here, and it's like, just a little bit, I'm lazy. It's just like a little bit too far from like the things we would like yeah. to be close to. Where I'm yeah. like, oh, a 20-minute drive from a grocery store? I don't want to do that. So I also miss like the line bikes aren't around here. Like I like being able to get somewhere like by walking or a shorter Uber or something. Because sometimes Ubers have been, 2 a.m. Ubers have been ridiculous lately. Like, uh, I, I recently tried a lime scooter for the first time by myself and I will literally never do that again. <laughs> it took me okay. 20 minutes to get from my partner's apartment to O'Toole's, which is like... I'm, well, you also went down the p- big hill then and everything. Yes, That's yes. right. You gotta just not, you no. gotta not take the he hill. He was like, it's fine. Just go faster. And I'm like, no, I'm not going faster. Are you serious? Ugh. Have you had multiple friends flip on the lion yes. scooters on that hill? Yes, exactly. It's not Next really. time I said, I'll try the bike. Yeah, bike's much better. Right. So he lied to me and he told me the scooter was going to be better. No, the bike, but I prefer By the, the time I realized how wrong that was, I had already committed and I was too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because my old house, I used to be able to go to my old job and just, I would take the scooters if I couldn't find the bikes and I hated the scooters because yep. Bridge Street there gets, people drive like nanny. Yeah, yeah so. they really do. So I like the bike. Yeah. And going down that, that hill was terrifying. Yep. He was like, you don't even have to push on the gas. I'm like, oh, trust me, I'm not. <laughs> I'm barely doing it otherwise. Yeah. Uh, one, uh, speaking of transportation, one funny thing to let everyone update on, uh, my passenger car door, the lock will not respond to any of the electrical stuff. Good, love that. So, like, even when I put my car into drive, it will not shift the car into lock or unlock, so I manually have been having to unlock and Yikes. lock it. Uh, so I'm getting used to what that looks like, because, like, I, if I don't hear the beep on my car, then I know I left that door unlocked, so I have to literally open it physically right, to do it, right. so... Oh, it's more annoying than anything, and I just am like, all right, I should probably call around and see how much it takes to fix the wiring, but it's one of those, do they have to pull out the entire door right. to put new Could wiring in? Could it just be, in? like, a fuse? I doubt it. Every other door is working oh, just yeah. fine. Like, every other door, no questions asked. Well, so, a couple summers ago, my one key fob uh-huh. wouldn't fully unlock any of the doors in my car, and mm-hmm. then I switched the key fobs out, and it's fine, but maybe I should just go to the and be like, you guys made me these keys and programmed them, and they're not working, so... That's annoying. But yeah, so that's like the really only like non-fun way I've been getting <laughs> stiffed lately. So in the downtime you do have, have you been like doing anything fun, watching anything interesting? Oh, oh. <laughs> we have blown through multiple documentaries. This is true. We actually, which is weird because I'm not a big documentary fan. So 
As roommates, oh, I am. I well, can't even pretend I'm so not. As roommates, we were like, "Let's the most weirdest documentaries on Hulu." So I literally was googling tickled. it. Oh, I forgot about tickled. Blech. I just remember. Yeah. Uh, without giving it away, it's about the competitive world of tickling. Yep. And that's all we can really say on yep. this documentary. That is, that is what I've told every person who has asked me. Just we we can warn you that it takes multiple turns. I don't know. We can yeah. That. We'll tell you this. Yeah. It does it. It, it it opens up a whole new world. There was there was a point in the documentary where we were literally like, we're gonna finish this. We're gonna have to open another bottle of wine because I can't watch this. Yeah, sober. we went through quite a few drinks that night. We did. Um, also, Muskegon, Michigan is is there for featured, like yes. is it for like fifteen minutes. It's yep. a good portion of the it documentary. Is, yeah. yeah. So. Which weirdly enough is not shocking. So. Not shocking. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that really kicked off like. Probably the most documentaries you've watched, like yeah. back to back in a while. I feel like I gravitate towards well, those. I think before, I think, well, we also watched Tickled to Redeem. Um, the Bamarash doc. Oh, yeah. Was maybe the worst documentary I've seen. Out of the three of those, I think. Yep. I, and I will say, I appreciate what she was, what the documentarian was trying to do. I don't think that they should have marketed this as a documentary about sorority recruitment because that is not what it was about. Yes. And I think. That's the thing is they kept that advertisement to get people to watch it. Mm-hmm. Also, it featured the director a lot, it which did. is weird for documentaries. Yeah. Like unless like you are like in Tickled, it's the guy's guy's not really the director. He's just the investigator, so it follows him yeah. and his path. Yeah. But the way she pitched, he pitches even Bama Rush to the beginning is just yeah. And I think it would have been really interesting if she had, like, expanded beyond, like, the sorority recruitment experience. Because what it ends up really being about is how women between the ages of, like, 18 and 22, like, find themselves in, you know, a society that, like, really pressures them to conform. Um, And so each girl kind of, like, struggles with that in a little bit of a different way. And so what I wish would have happened, especially when girls started dropping out... Um, because they were involved in recruitment or because they decided not to go through recruitment, whatever the reason was, that she'd started pulling in just like other girls in that age group that weren't affiliated with sororities and just like followed their journey. Like, I don't know, doing the same thing in their major or in another club on campus or in their job, like something like that. Um, cause I think that would have given like a lot more depth to what she was trying to say, but instead we got like a very surface level sorority recruitment like overview with like a therapy session for the the documentarian yeah. <laughs> which which like again I get it but like I it just it ended up in a place that I was not expecting the other thing is when people started dropping out or whatever like just do a whole documentary on sorority recruitment in general like don't just focus in on Bama. Right. And then also get more people to interview about their experience after. Because I feel like some right. people will tell you they had the best experience of their life. Right. And then other people really hated it or didn't like that they right. conformed to all this peer pressure. So right. there's like a whole And that could have been a whole, I mean, that could have been a whole documentary itself. Exactly. Like there was a chance where she had a moment to pivot and mm-hmm. make this something really good. And instead it was just like, we're just going to try to like... Right salvage what we can and i think i think part of it is um i don't know if i've ever mentioned it on this documentary i was a sorority girl in college i think part of it is this idea that there's like something incredible happening during formal recruitment and it's like it's just a bunch of like normal small talk (laughs) like it is just the girl you're talking to trying to get to know you as much as she can in five minutes like it's not like 
they're not asking like wild questions. It's not like a huge secret. Like I did this for years and I don't think like I ever asked anyone anything weird. If anything, it would probably just be a little bit awkward because like you're moving through girls so fast to try and get everyone in in the time frame that you have that like the conversations are nothing super deep, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. I also feel like all the like, even in like movies and stuff, when people talk about like the hazing, it's like once right. you're in there, it's like, oh, like you have to prove your worth for the rest of the year. And like, right. that's when all that happens. But now with like people dying from hazing, like all the lawsuits that like you can right. not be held responsible. Right. Obviously it's clearly still happens, but I feel right. like it's cracked down. Oh, for sure. And one be. thing too is like the legislation is always changing because it's like, yes, we are like doing the best we can to address this, but clearly like, something is still happening. And I I personally think it has a lot to do with the fact that like hazing is a lot more of a norm in our culture than we think it is. And so it's really obvious to see it in a sports team or in a fraternity or sorority, but like it happens in the military, it happens in the corporate world. Like I can think of examples of you and I being hazed as servers. Like, <laughs> like it is much more normalized. Yeah, you're laughing, but I'm serious. It's much more normalized than it, like everybody thinks it is. And so I think what's starting to happen is students in that age group are thinking like, well, as long as I'm not like forcing someone to like, you know, strip or like chug a fifth, like this can't be hazing. And it's like, nope, it's a lot more like insidious than yeah. that. So Which it's hilarious because for a while there we would force everyone to take a shot. <laughs> Some mm-hmm. of the restaurants I did. I got hazed like... when I worked at a coffee shop. Like I <laughs> and the ice cream shop actually. Yeah. I will say, I don't feel like I've been hazed at my new job. There's not really room for that. It's very much, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. There hasn't been a lot. My thing is, like, I don't think I've ever been in a scenario where someone has made me do something that I didn't want to do because I would just be like, no. (laughs) But I can can see how the peer pressure would would get to you. And see, I'm someone who just, I will peer pressure you, like, and then later I'm like, oh, shit, I did maybe force you. Like, then I won't do it again. Right. But also, like, I was thinking, too, like, our, I guess a lot of restaurants initiation isn't so much, like, forcing you to drink. It's just, hey, we're going out, and we are blacking out tonight, so right. can you keep up? Right. And yeah. if you can't, we'll make fun of you. Right. But we'll still accept you. Yeah. It is. But I get, I get exactly what you're saying. I sometimes even think about, like, growing up in a super, like, religious setting. Did you ever have to do, like, profession of faith or anything like that? We had to do... All of it. Okay. So even like getting up in front of church, the entire church and basically being like, this is why I'm committing to this for the rest of my life. Like in a lot of ways, that was hazing. (laughs) I did not want to do that. I did that because I thought I was supposed to and that was the next step. But like, I did not know what I was doing. Oh, I did not know what that meant. I did this one like the master's commission, aka it's similar to YWAM. Um, Okay, yeah. But like, it's like, Hey, if you want to do this, and it's also funny, they didn't, we asked these questions and they refused to give us answers until we were in the program. And then they're like, so for the next year, you can't listen to secular music. You can't right. watch R-rated movies. We knew we weren't allowed to date. That's like a new, like, that's one thing where they ask you in your first year not to date anyone so you can be committed to the Lord. But like some of them went to like the, here's the dress code you have, here's mm-hmm. this, like you can't mm-hmm. watch R-rated movies. And like some of them, the people were like, 
we don't care if you listen to second music or listen to already music. And it's funny how, like, I remember asking the director of the program I was going into being like, you're new here. This one was ran this way. Are you going to change the rules? And they were super cryptic about it until we already, like, signed and paid. And then right. they, like, literally were like, fuck you. We're doing this. And right. you just have to deal with it. Yeah. I did one of those, like, I think that, I think it was called Tech. This is like, I have buried this so far in my subconscious. It is like physically painful to draw it out. So I think it was um, Teens Encountering Christ. And that was one of those. Oh, do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Yes. Okay, yes, yes. So that was like one of those like retreats where they like lock you into a school basically for an entire weekend. They cover all the windows and all the clocks. And like basically everything that happens that weekend is just like as a result of like forced vulnerability, which is like probably my least favorite mm. thing in like. I, like, working in education now, like, this is still something that I deal with quite a bit. Um, But I just remember I was the last person in my group to share because I was like, I don't want to share. And you all are just, like, trauma dumping and acting like this is, like, doing something. And it's like, no, it's not. This is not a good setting for everyone. But even that, it was like, uh, they had separate, like, sleeping rooms for guys and girls. Like, all the people who are working it had to wear overalls. Like, it was just, like, weird and, like, I think, ironically, coming out of that um, was when I, like, really started to, like, deconstruct as far as, like, what do I actually believe? Like, what am I engaging in? My boyfriend at the time, meanwhile, was like, I'm on fire for the Lord and just went, like, zero to 100 in the other direction. And we were both, we were not on the same page at all. We weren't on the same page about a lot of things. But that was, yeah. I want to share a story, too, about forced vulnerability, but we should also say part of the reason I had a moment at Taylor Swift, and this has all been forefront, <laughs> is we did watch the Secrets of Hillsong documentary. Wild documentary. Which I feel like a lot of people in America at least know the Carl Lenz part of it, just because it was so big, and I kept up with that, but that's just the first hour. This is a four-hour-long documentary, and it dives into how effed up yeah. Hillsong is, what they did to cover up their money trails, yeah. do different things. Um Brian Houston's actually covered his dad's pedophilia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also like is uh, he has a he got a DUI in twenty twenty two in the USA after saying he doesn't have a drinking problem. Yep. Like, a professional therapist says I don't have a problem and like they abuse people and stuff. And I was thinking about like my church how we grew up like how they loved Hillsong and they were in that Pentecostal area and stuff and how like right. They would just run. I remember after a while, so many people were just like, I'm done volunteering. There's only so many people to volunteer in the church. And right. you are like, and basically it was like, if you don't volunteer, you're not like in the in crowd. But then after a while, it's like, we're doing all these events. Right. Everyone's constantly volunteering. Yes. We got so much to do. But one thing that stuck with me is Hillsong College, which I also looked at going to Hillsong College because I wanted to get out of the country. Right. Um, and it sounds fun and, at the time. Like, it does. But like, I love, someone did point out, and like, that's just mentioned, it only plans for your life to become a pastor in this church and to conform to all of their views and stuff. Right. But some of the later people, remember when those three kids were talking about how they, when they enrolled, they were pulled inside by a pastor and they got asked questions like, have you ever masturbated? Have you Mm -hmm. masturbated in the last six months? You look at Mm -hmm. pornography. The one dude talked about how he'd been molested and because homosexuality came into it. And I don't... He never said if he was gay or straight or anything, mm-hmm. but they're like, as soon as homosexuality came to the question, you're blacklisted forever. Right. I was going to say, I don't think, I don't think they even had ever asked him that. I think that him talking about being molested was enough. Yeah. And they also were like, and it was funny. Someone said, I was docked for just being a human. 
And I was thinking about this. So when I was fooling around with kids and youth group and stuff, um, I literally got locked into a pastor's office until I confessed to fooling around with boys. Like I literally was not allowed to leave until, like, and then that sent off a whole spiral of having to like turn right. other people in, having to go to counseling, right. forever being blacklisted. Like sure, I could do certain things, and like right. as long as I told people I was like struggling or doing better, and I was doing this stuff, but like I was a minor when I was locked into this room right. and couldn't leave. And I thought about it, I was like, that's technical, that's abuse on so many different levels. Right. And now part of me like thinks back and be like, oh, this explains my parents' reaction because they couldn't protect their kid because the church basically like walled me off and then forced right. me to do something that I didn't want to do. And I was right. like, that was really fucked up. And, like, I know he'll tell me that, like, anyone who's, like, especially if you're a Pentecostal or somebody's of God, like, this stuff, like, they say it's to, like, get closer to Jesus. A lot of it is emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual abuse. Right. Well, especially because a lot of it is, like, churches, for the most part, run on volunteers. Like, they need you to give as much of your time as you are humanly able to. And, like, that is not sustainable for most people. I mean... How, like, half the people our age are working multiple jobs. Like, if I was still involved in the church, there'd be no way in hell I'd be considered, like, a good member because I literally don't have the time or energy to, like, dedicate to doing stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's wild. But, like, looking back to it, I look at it and I go, oh, my gosh, this was... Like, literally, people use the guise of in the name of God or in the name of Christ right. to do some really fucked up shit to right. people and get away with it. Right. And that, that documentary really did a good job of, like showing I think on yes on a big scale but also like the people that they interviewed they really like got their full stories and like I don't know to Carl Lentz's credit like he did not deny anything that happened no and I think I do genuinely think he thought he was helping people I do too I think it went horribly wrong but I think part of the reason it went horribly wrong is because like I think he thought he was helping people and I think the other people involved were only trying to help themselves and so I think that's where a lot of, like, yeah. the disconnect was. Well, and, like, it's wild that they have to sh- sign NDAs to work at that church. Right. Like, if right. you're really a true Christian, you shouldn't have anything to hide. Exactly. Also, uh, I, like, I I try to balance this line of I do feel sorry for the women. Here's why. Like, in some ways, you knew what you signed up for. Right. But a lot of these women have been considered disgraced or shoved to the side because of what their husband did. They are not allowed to be their own person Mm -hmm. when, like, push comes to shove. And so their husband goes down, and they are forced to go down with them. Right. And, like, even if you divorce them and get away, but then you divorce someone in something. So, like... Right. I will say I was a little... I think I leaned a little bit more that way when I was younger. Now I'm, like... I, I would maybe fall more in line with that if the women involved weren't so involved. Like, they were basically also preaching. Like, they were the ones that were doing a lot of, like, the outreach to members in the church. Like, I struggle to think that, like, they didn't know what was going on, if that makes sense. Like, I just don't. Unless you are that stupid. I don't know. Yeah, I Willful think, ignorance. Yeah. I think uh, Brian Houston's wife clearly knew what's going on. I think, right. well, I think Laura Lentz, though, because you get a lot of her perspective. Oh, I don't think she, I don't she I, idea, honestly, unfortunately. Maybe, that, maybe she's the only one I actually truly I was do, like, yes. I'm sorry for, and maybe that's her case. Like, she really had no idea what was no. going on. She honestly was just like, I'm trying to be the good wife. I'm trying to be <laughs> the good passive thing. Like, yeah. 
Yeah, and she's clearly stuff. still messed up over it. Love like, that. damn. I love that part. There's a part of the thing, because, uh, spoiler alert, they don't get divorced, because I know they don't let you know that they're together until the very yeah, end of the document. Yeah, I wondered. But he goes, hey, like, there's this book. He's like, there's all these books laying around the house about, like, what do you do when your husband's shit? What do you do to, like, fix your... What do you... Like, how do you handle this situation when your husband has royally fucked up and is right. And he's like, can we get rid of these books? And she's finally like, no. So, like, I think she's, like, coming to her own. But, yeah, she's right. messed up and... I would be. And it was on such like, a big scale, too. Like, everybody knew what was going on. And I think that's probably part of it because from the way that they both talked about it, I think they thought... And, I mean, you and I have probably seen this play out similarly. Like, when stuff like that happens within the church, like, typically it's not, like aired to everyone before they talk to the individuals involved about it. Now, I've seen that go both ways. But in this situation, they did not talk to the two of them at all. They just went straight to basically the media and were like, we're firing Carl because mm-hmm. he cheated. Yeah. Bye. It, it is. And I think that's the documentary point out. They're like, why are they throwing Carl under the bus so hard and protecting other people? And yeah, these churches... I mean, it does come down to, it comes down to the bottom line. It comes yeah. down to, if we save you, will it help our bottom line? Or if we publicly crucify you, right. will it help our bottom line? Right. It's, at the end of the day, yeah. wait, you mean a church? All it cares about is this bottom line instead of actually helping people? Right. So weird. Um, so I never got to see Carlin's preach in person, I was going to throw this in. But when I lived in New York City for five months during the summer, I did go to like one or two of their evening services and mm-hmm. they had something in Central Park. So I have, I was there, that was 2015. Like this was before he became the Justin Bieber celebrity pastor. Oh, but yeah. this was still when they were like, had to do multiple services a week because yeah. there was so many people there. Yeah, it got big really fast. But then I was just like, I don't feel safe here as a gay person, so I'm getting out. That is fair. I also I was also on the on my way out of the church anyway. At that right. point, I was just like, Yeah, I'm I feel here, like I only go. I only ever seriously looked at Hillsong when I was like transitioning out, but like desperate for like some connection to it because it was such a familiar like I've always been involved in this, and so I feel like I should be doing something. And it, I mean, it still sucked. So. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, no, but, like, I guess, I don't know. It just, it does suck looking back and saying that, like, this, like, mega church mainstream discipleship, why wham, tech, right. master's commission has, right. like, really fucked people up, like, for the rest of their life. Like, right. not in a Well, and way. I struggled for a long time, too, like, doing, like, mission trips and crap like that. Like, at the time, I, like, really thought I was doing a good thing. Like, obviously, when I got older and, like, educated myself and stopped just, like, listening to one side of every story like that position changed but like it's hard looking back on that now and being like I engaged in like basically like volunteerism which is like a whole other like messy thing and like I am not proud of that like I don't like that I did that but I mean I'm I was operating off of what I knew at the time and that was a very normal part of like our experience but anyway, outside of this... Um, is it time to update everyone? On what? The fruit roll-ups. Oh! Oh, shit, I forgot about the fruit roll-ups. I was like, what? I just remembered, too. Oh. But, I mean, should we totally go 180 instead of talking about church? Talking I was, about I was just going to say, uh, on a lighter note, um, <laughs> yeah. 
So we can we can chat. I, was say, I also do have some. Well, book you had the you had the gel too. too. I, I did not too. do that. Did you get so, to, yeah. No. Okay. Listen. So we got this blowjob gel, right? And I tried literally like the tiniest amount of it, and it tasted like straight up Malibu mixed with sunscreen, and I wanted to vomit. Malibu is one of the only things to this day I still can't drink. Yeah. So I don't mind the flavor. Okay. Um, what did we get? Pina colada or some shit? Yeah, we wanted the vanilla frosting. They were out. Uh, so here's my journey with it. So I had a little bit of like a dry spell and I was like, shit, we've got to talk about this in the podcast. So I tried it on a dildo just to like see, like, because I was also, because like, for the record, it's also, it is water-based lube. It does help lube and it does okay. help lube until it dries out because then it becomes very sticky. <laughs> so you kind of have more. Also, would not recommend letting, like, blowing a dude and then letting him go straight to vaginal sex with you. Like, you need to wash that off. Like, I know it is just water-based, but... Anything I, scented will give me a yeast infection Also, like, it gets so. so... Also, like, it got so sticky that, like... And not in a good way. Like, not the Ooh. fun sticky. It was like, Ooh. oh, like... Yeah. Weird. Okay. But, so it doesn't... Okay, it didn't work that well on the dildo. So I was like, this can't be... Then... <laughs> okay. Then... The, I forgot, one of the fun weekends I've had. I did get to actually try it out on someone. Okay. okay. On an actual dick, it is a lot of fun. Okay. It does help lube it up. I felt like the flavor wasn't as potent then, and it does make the blowjob taste better rather than just tasting someone's dick in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess, like, I mean, I'm still going to get blowjobs with or without it, but I do think it was it's not a necessity, but it was a right. fun... Right, It was fun, and it does do its purpose. It does make it taste better. It does make it, like, wetter, sloppy, or whatever. It's just, like, if you're planning to jerk someone off of it, you're going to need to use a lot of it, and the bottle's not that big. So, like, again, once you, like... Once it starts to dry out... And, like, this is why my biggest complaint with water-based loop, anyways, I feel like all water-based loop can start getting sticky and dry and leave that yeah. residue. Yeah, yeah. Where, like, silicone doesn't dry out. Like, it'll right. stain everything, and you can't, like, get <laughs> you, it off the door. You can't get it You off. can't even open the door, but right. it, it was good. So, no, the blowjob gel, if that's what you need to do blowjobs and stuff, like, I do recommend it. Do I think it's a necessity? No. But, like, overall, give it, like, an 8 out of 10. I mean, okay. I feel like it does what it claims to do. Okay. Do you need it, though, to give a blowjob? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Is it fun? Is it this? Would, like, especially if it was, like, the vanilla frosting or the birthday cake or whatever. Yeah. What other flavors? Literally any of the other flavors. Flavors. Probably, like, I, I don't know. I don't, I do like a good pina colada, so, like, once it was, like, on there, I thought it tasted fine. So, I will say this. Like, the taste in action was really good. I, okay. I give it a 10 out of 10 on the flavor, at least. Like, okay. it is truly pina colada. It's pineapple coconut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Love mm-hmm. that. Uh, so fruit roll-ups. Yeah. So, I mean, in the, like, flavor profile, like, that was great for the fruit roll-ups. I thought it transferred to the dick beautifully in terms of taste. I will say, we tried the tattoos. In hindsight, it was dark. I wasn't paying attention. I should have looked at the color of the tattoos. I tried to do one of the, like, ones that had the green tattoos on it, and it did not do shit. So I should have done one of the... Like ones that had the black tattoos. So I tried the black tattoo. It it does work. work. (gasps) It doesn't last long. Like you can basically rub it off. But it does. I mean, I don't think they ever last long on your tongue either. No. The black tattoo does stick. 
Okay. It's it's a it is a whole process though because the fruit loaf wants to stick to itself and all this stuff. Right, and right. It totally have, was a process. I only had like one good tattoo to use, but the black ones do work. Okay, good to know. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the the act of doing it, and then also like the dick tasting better afterward. And I got a snack in the middle of it. <laughs> like, out of that. Wait, so did you wrap the fruit roll up around it and then go to town, or did you like? I guess what's your thought? Can you tell me exactly like, the step that you can tell me? <laughs> no, so... Because, like, the, the meme that started this whole thing makes it seem like she wraps the fruit up around the dick and then gives the blowjob with the fruit no, around the dick. No, I got the dick wet first and then wrapped it around there. And then I just, like, left it for a while because I was curious. <laughs> and also, I just think dicks move in weird ways. And so I just was messing around. And then my partner was like, all right, this feels like enough. And so then I peeled it off. And then I offered him some, and he didn't want it because, and I quote, it's been on my dick. That's so it weird It still tasted me. good, okay? It's so weird to me, because I totally... Oh, I ate that shit for right away. For the record, I put the tattoo on myself. Like, put, yeah, on my yeah. dick. Like, I was like, fuck this. I want to know if I can do this to myself. And then I totally ate the fruit roll up right. after. Right, yes. I was, I, like, was like, I was like, I get a <laughs> snack in the middle yeah. of this. Are you serious? Like, yes, I'm going to eat this. Also, like, I would totally get him being, like... I mean, like, it was the blue raspberry ooh, one. Oh, I had the strawberry. All of it was so good. I would totally get if he was, like, that's been on another dude's dick, but, like, it was on yours. Right. Grow up. Right. We're adults here. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, it was more for grow up for me, so <laughs> I guess I'm not complaining, but... He just yeah. looked at me so disgusted. He was like, that's been on my dick. And I was like, and? And? <laughs> Where's the issue? Like, I put that dick in my mouth before. Right. <laughs> Wasn't doing that 30 seconds ago. What are you coming to do? But yes, that was just to to lighten the mood after a church trauma. Yeah. (laughs) Pivot to sex. Outside of horrific church documentaries, have you watched anything else interesting lately? Uh, that really took up most of my yeah, time. Yeah, well, because that, like, I remember when I texted you, we were we were trying to record before the Taylor Swift concert, mm-hmm. and we were going to talk about the documentary, and then I was like, uh, I need to, like, I rearranged my entire schedule and finished the Hillsong documentary. Nice. And then we didn't record, which saved, like, us, so, like, I, there was physically no way I would have been able to get this out in time, so it was no. just good. So I haven't been watching anything. I have been reading, like, crazy. Actually, Ooh. audiobooking. Ooh. Everyone's been telling me to read Neon Gods. Okay. It's a smutty retelling of a lot of the Greek mythology. So the first right. one's Hades and Persephone. Meh. Oh, really? It I feel like that one's usually good. It wasn't that smutty. Like, that's a, literally, that's the issue. That book wasn't that smutty. And no offense, that the, the storyline was at. So I did, dip. you can read the books, like, individually. You'll lose, like, you'll, some things will kind of be spoiled. But nothing, like, major. I jumped to the third book, which was Wicked Beauty, a retelling of Patroclus, Achilles, and Helen. Okay. That was smutty as fuck. I mean, that, and, that story's really set up for that. That yeah. storyline of, like, her... The storyline she set up for that one was just way more interesting than that one. Do I plan on reading any of the other books in the series? Nope. I really just read the first book, so I knew what I was getting into with Wicked Beauty. Um, and it was just like, okay... And also, I'm like, if I'm reading smut, I want my male male smut. I mean, I don't right. mind, I don't mind male male female, but like just straight smut. Right. Like maybe that's why I didn't like Neon Gods. That's that's probably fair because I guess it would have just been the and two then, of them. And then uh, I am almost done with the book that I literally started on Monday. I went through seventy five percent in two days. Wow. And this is a long book. It's like twenty hours in audiobook. It's called Fourth Wing. It's okay. Blowing up all over TikTok. 
It is about a dragon riding military school. Okay. And this girl, her mother is like one of the head generals. And so she wanted to be a scribe, but she's forced to go to the school. But dragons are temperamental. Dragons also pick their rider. Also, the chances of you dying because you're going, you're the you're the front lines, you're the combat. Like this school oh. is meant to kill you. To like oh, either God. either you're strong enough to survive or you'll die at the school. Right. Like it's kind of the mentality because like okay. either you've got what it takes or you don't. And so it's new adult. So they're over the age of eighteen. So there's also some good smut in there. Is it a okay. smut book? No, but like are the sex scenes a lot better than like your I'm sixteen years old right. and that kind of thing. It's my first kiss. But like, and like some stuff is predictable, but it is going off the rails and I do need, want to finish it because I heard it's the first of five books and I heard the wow. first book ends on such a crazy cliffhanger. And like there's already been a lot of twists and turns and stuff. Like right. you kind of, it does follow most young adult books so you can kind of guess some stuff, but then like some other stuff, it's just like, what? Mm-hmm. What? She's, she's bringing in a breath of fresh air, I feel like. But it is just fantasy, magic, dragons, it's everything I want in a book. Nice. What about you? Do you have anything else that you've been reading, watching, listening? Mm. I think... What have we been watching? Oh. The... Um, I've recently been introduced to Ted Lasso. Um, I've never seen this before. I did not realize it was... I don't know what I thought it was. I did not realize it was such a, like, wholesome, feel-good show. Um, so I've been watching that before bed to try and decompress from some of these <laughs> documentaries because I love my true crime shit. So, but yeah, that's that's really been what I've... I genuinely had no... And I started watching it, like, having no idea what the premise was. I had no clue who was in it, what the characters were, what it was about. Yeah, so... Oh, it's been a nice. It's been a nice little like. It's like similar to Schitt's Creek, kind of in like the, almost like the way the episodes are structured. Like they're very short, but like, I don't know. You get done, and you're like, huh, that was nice. <laughs> yeah, I binged the first two seasons back to back when I had COVID, so the third season's finally fully out. I'll watch it soon, but my rule is I'm just gonna binge it. Yep, that's fair. Because it is like you just, especially after everything we've been watching, that might be the next thing I watch just right. get my serotonin right. and dopamine back up. Oh, yes. Because I'm still slightly in an emotional hangover from Taylor Swift. And, and that'll do it, yeah. All right. Uh, well, we are about to head to this fun um, karaoke burlesque show. Oh, yeah. So uh, somebody uh, sings karaoke while another burlesque performer performs. It's the gay as fuck show. Uh, but to pregame, we are drinking a bubbly sangria and it's a blueberry acai flavor. It's very good, actually. It's good, yes. It's one, don't get me wrong, I love this wine, but like, it's like a, you know, happy hour, hot afternoon kind of wine. Like, it's not one of those, like, you aren't, really drinking this on like a Saturday night unless you're like at a cookout or something. Right. Like it definitely needs to go with the mood. So I, yeah. that's why we picked this. We're like it's a great fun pre-game for all the fun we're going to have tonight. Uh, so I just got done like running and I had a little bit of food so this might hit me really fast. Yes, sir. Uh, we don't have any cheese though. We were, it's been a week, guys, guys. It's been I, mean, I haven't even weeks. grocery shopped in like two weeks. Also, so I, did no finally, food, I did finally grocery stocked and I stocked us up on normal cheese. Our cheese drawer that is normally 
packed to the brim because we all go out and buy like five packs of we cheese. We do. We really like cheese. Actually, completely empty. I think we only had grated Parmesan in there. Did we? Because I made pasta the other night and I couldn't find it. So. Oh, it's in the cheese jar. Maybe I didn't Which, look that hard. To okay, because I was like, I'm pretty sure it got moved into the cheese jar because you put it in there. I I grew up keeping it next to the condiments. Well, we just don't have any room in the door. We have so many condiments. <laughs> we have so many condiments. Are we okay? No. So we don't have an official cheese, even though our personal cheese jar, which is, you know, cheddar. We love personal Jack, cheese. Is, like, you know, the basic cheese, because we're stocked up. Right. It. But we do have, yeah, this wonderful wine. Yeah, I guess, like, I've been drinking a little bit, because we did a shot of Casamigos before Taylor said, because they That was more than a shot. Them. That was so much tequila, which I was not mad about. I like Casamigos, but oh my God, I, it when really when she brought those over, I was like, uh... Um, what? I'm also glad our friend bought us a, just one pint of beer as a chaser. <laughs> I mean, I think she took one look at those shots and was like, ooh. Ooh, yeah. But yeah, we wanted Patron, but the place was literally out of Patron. They I mean, are, it makes sense. They were the bar closest to the stadium. Yeah. Well, so the, so Comerica and Ford Field are right next to each other, and the Tigers were yeah. playing right as Taylor Swift was going on, so it was just... Do you think they could hear yeah. it? According to the TikToks, you could hear outside of Ford Field. Like, but do you think, hear... like, they could hear it during, like, the Tigers game? I would think so. I would, when they, when it was quiet, I think they could hear it. That makes sense. Because when I lived not too far from Wrigley, we heard Lady Gaga when she was there that oh, one sweet. time. So, but also, that wasn't an indoor thing, so. But then some people said the TikToks were lying because Ford Field is enclosed, you couldn't hear it. But I was like, y'all, that. I really was hoping they it. were going to open that. What a vibe. What a bad. Yeah, because then Lover would have happened while the sun set. I know. It would have been so cool. It would have been pitch black for Ugh. reputation. Ugh. We're going to bring up this concert in the next I'm going to bring up this concert life. until I die. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so even after her next tour, I'm pretty sure we'll still talk about this one because this was like the eras where we got a right. little bit of everything. Right. Yeah, and she really set a precedent because now other artists are starting to do that. So I'm curious where this is going from here. But who has an album like or a catalog like hers. That is very true. Also, who's like she really is so good with lyrics. Oh, she my really goodness. writes some of the best lyrics out there. All right, are we doing the tarot card now? Yes, we are. All right, y'all. It's been a few weeks. I did think about. I'm sorry. I thought about posting a tarot card before Taylor Swift just to post the tarot card, but we, we, like, we left early that day, guys. It's been it's been a lot. Also, I feel like Taylor Swift, for she's not repeating secret songs, we are trying not to repeat Taylor cards. So, if I pull, look at that one, if I pull one we've already done or that I remember we did, we'll look for something else. Unless, of course, it's the lovers. We love the lovers. Yeah, you can pull that one twice. Major Arcana, we can always pull multiple times. So, we'll go with that one. All right, we have Six of Wands. There's less dicks in this one than there normally are. I know. I was. That's why I was like, "Do we do this?" Damn. One? Okay. Well, uh, this man be cute though. Um, look out for uh, men with really gorgeous cheekbones and nice facial hair and pierced nipples this week. You should. You should hit them up. I'm. See- look at him. He's <laughs> no, hot. No, I'm just like. I don't necessarily have the cheekbones. <laughs> oh, you're like. Does this, do but, I fall under this? Well, I got the nipple piercing. You do. Yes. Not the nipple piercings, yeah. 
Wait, are we being wary of them or are we going after No, them? we're going after them. Oh, you see that okay. man's face? He is like, come <laughs> yeah. here. That's why, okay, like, so there's not a lot of dick in this one, but I was like, this dude is fine as <gasps> Yeah. He is cute. So fucking And he's on a horse. I don't think I would ride a horse naked. It's a that's, choice. That's probably why you can't see his dick. Yeah, it's a choice. Where's that going to go? Even I'm like, where is that going to go? Where does it go when you ride a horse normally? I don't understand. I don't understand. Every time I ask my partner about riding a bike, he gets mad at me and he's like, oh, it's not that hard. I'm like, Ugh. I don't want to ride one with a vagina, let alone with a penis. Well, the Six of Wands officially means success and public recognition and being okay with that. So, take that raise. Take that award at work. Let people praise you and compliment you. And Autumn's like, fuck no, I don't. Like, I like that. my interpretation better. Let, let, no, let the, go after that hot man. And when he praises your hot body, take that compliment. Oh, okay. So I'll I've been reading. I'll consider it. I have read a lot of smut lately. So that whole praising and worshiping. Listen, I think I have a just... praise kink, but I think it's only from my therapist. I only want to hear her say oh, she's proud God. of me. Well, hey, get your therapist approval and recognition this week. Maybe I'll do that. Actually, I think I have like two weeks to my next appointment because my schedule is bad. <laughs> Oops. I did just have to take two weeks off because of insurance issues, and I'm trying to get back up and running, but ugh, fuck insurance. Yeah. Well, just a reminder that we are really only active on Instagram, and by active, I mean we post on Fridays when the new episode <laughs> comes out. <laughs> It is, okay, it maybe needs to be pushed up on my priority list to actually get more stuff going on our social media. I could also, like, log into it, probably. But we have also, like, since Memorial Day has hit, it has been nonstop. Mm. In the best way possible, don't get me wrong. Like, it's been great, but there's been a lot going on. Yeah. So just a reminder, you can follow us on Instagram at gettingstiffedpodcast. Otherwise, thanks for listening, everyone. This is Matt. And this is Autumn. And you're listening to Getting Getting Stiffed. Stiffed.